And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good to have you in. Signing day 2024. And this whole thing will be posted for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. On Hale Varsity's uh, page. Subscribe. Tell us what you think. Also, the live version and posted on video for you. The YouTube channel with Hale Varsity. Big thanks to Mike Schaefer, uh, Bill Dolman, uh, Mr. Mike Babcock, Damon Benning, and yes, Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald. Evan Bland joins us now at Evan Bland OWH on Twitter. And Evan, a lot of news going on for the past week or so. The Big Red get their, their ink to dry today, 26 plus some walk-ons. There's pretty news going on right now. Where have you been? Where's the Evan tour taking you today? <laughs> well, I spent a lot of the day in Logan, Iowa, actually, talking with uh, Grant Briggs and people around him for a story. I think uh, people enjoy kind of getting to know him a little bit more. Um, you know, he's, he's not uh, maybe the number one headliner in the class, but he's you know, top four, I would think for sure. So I uh, was, was out there, followed along with the press conference, and uh, been been tracking the Chubba Purdy news here just, uh, you know, a moment ago. So, you know, National Signing Day is not what it was. Uh, it's not your older brother's February, uh, you know, day of sort of thing, but uh, definitely a lot going on. Quite a bit. You look at Nebraska – and, uh, of course, the, the, the news is the flip from, from Dylan Riola. And that, that was monumental. Uh, and then you, you look at some of the, the interior, right? Grant Bricks is, is right up there. That's a target for Donnie Riola for um, quite a while. You know, a two-year-plus process, and it took a semi, right, <laughs> to sweeten the deal. Uh, at least, uh, you know, the, the announcement video was pretty good. But... You know, overall, what's your impression here uh, of not only the Riola get, but just this this foundational class, really a second class, a full year of recruitment by Riola, uh, by Rule, excuse me, Rule and his staff. Yeah, it's you know, it's these are always the really interesting classes. Like you think about one of just the process of a coach coming in, and and you know, in, in the current climate, you have like a month to hold on to the guys who've been committed. You try to fill some gaps. You probably go to the transfer portal. This this class is the opposite of that. I mean, this is a Matt Rule class where these guys have developed relationships with the coaches. Uh, you know, the majority of this group has been committed since the summer, and then obviously they add some pieces late and it just it feels like they did a good job addressing immediate needs they did a good job building up long term like i think especially uh, along the offensive line this is a class once you get beyond raola and, and carter nelson where you can see potentially them having multiple starters out of this group as soon as 2025 or 2026 and so i think that's a place that i would start you know you look at uh, Nebraska's ability to this point to retain players relative to much of college football. And I think you see a lot of potential there in this class, too, when you talk about five or six legacy players, eight in-state players overall, guys who just understand the importance of, of what this program means to this state and, and what it's all about. Uh, there's just not nearly as much of, of sort of having to upload culture and expectations when so many of these guys grew up with it. And typically those are the guys who tend to 
stay a little longer and be a little bit more invested as well. So it's hard to nitpick too much of this class. Maybe that they missed out on a running back. Um, maybe that there's no obvious um, middle linebacker, although I think you could probably see a few guys develop into that, like a Vincent Shavers type. But uh, overall, I mean, just a, 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 a deep class, a lot of players, and I think a lot of upside for guys that could pop either as soon as next year or down the road. Evan, are you surprised that as of right now, there's only one portal pickup for the Huskers in, in Bly Hill? And Bly Hill was an FCS kid uh, that played one season at corner, and now he's making the move up to Nebraska. Are you surprised he's the only portal pickup as of right now? Well, it's definitely a paradigm shift when you think about 12 last year and then 15 the cycle before. So that's sort of been what we're used to around here is is a lot of movement there. But I think it's, first of all, it's in keeping with what Matt Rule and his staff want to do. They've said 90% high school prospects and then supplement that out of the portal. And then I think, as he said in his press conference today, they've sort of had their own portal this year. I mean, they got Bryce Benhart back out of the portal and Ben Scott and, and Ty Robinson and John Bullock and Isaac Gifford. Like, these are guys essentially that were uh, portal wins in a sense because they could have gone on uh, – into the NFL draft process, they could have looked elsewhere and and commanded a lot of attention and and resources and that sort of thing. And so, when you have guys of that caliber that say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll come back for a fifth year, or I'll come back for a sixth year," then you're not having to react and go into the de facto free agent market to try to fill those gaps. So I think that's been a lot of it. Um, and and you know, again, they just feel good about the high school guys that they have. So you add all that up along with the fact that they're roughly at about 100 scholarship players and need to get down to 85 by fall camp, and there's just not a lot of room to, to speculate either. So if you're not addressing an immediate need or there's not a slam-dunk, game-changing sort of talent in there, you're not really, if you're Nebraska, in a position where you can sort of speculate on, on players out of the portal right now. Evan, is there an immediate need to go get another name for that quarterback room, another player assuming Chubba Purdy's uh, out the door. And and I know that's uh, Arizona 360 reporting that uh, about 30 minutes ago or so. So say Chubba is gone, what next for Matt Rule? You've got three guys there, Kalen, uh, Raiola, and, and um, Heinrich to, to compete. I don't know where things are at with Casey Thompson. Do you, do you look uh, for another addition here after Spring Bowl? Well, first of all, I, uh, you, know, you talk about breaking news, and in the moment I did get a confirmation from Chubb's dad that okay. that's, uh, that's accurate. So, yeah, he's, he's moving on. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because I kind of – if I were Purdy and I were kind of looking at his situation, I mean, yeah, you have uh, Riola ahead of you there, uh, potentially, probably – um, but you're also sort of the the resident veteran in the room. I mean, you've you've got four years of college football under your belt. Yeah, you fought through injuries, but you're at a place um, with some stability now. You're at a place where you can maybe go into the second year of an offense and and move forward with that. And and you know he's he obviously felt differently and and is looking you would imagine at uh, more of a starting opportunity elsewhere. But I mean, yeah, it, it is a situation now where. If you're Nebraska, I think you, you'd probably want to look at a, a veteran quarterback type if for no other reason than to be sort of a, a mentor, maybe an insurance policy, because you've got now two true freshman scholarship players. You've got Heinrich Harburg, 
who's got a lot of talent, a lot of big, you know, big arm. Um, but I don't know that his skill set is is what you're looking for. The way that Nebraska's offense is going to start tilting toward next year. So it, may, it might behoove Nebraska to bring in somebody who isn't necessarily intent on having to be the starter, someone who's willing to compete, and if he is beaten out, uh, is willing to be a good teammate and an insurance policy and that sort of thing. So I, I think this move by Purdy does open the door further for that possibility. I still think receiver's a spot. You're going to see Nebraska target, whether that's Julian Fleming, who has been here on an official visit but looks like he's a Penn State lean, or somebody else. I think that's that's something that we've learned in a few years of the free transfer era is that there's always talented receivers out there, and Nebraska's experienced that firsthand the last few years as well. So I think those would be two positions, potentially running back, depending on um, who's available and, and who's willing to listen but I, I think the shopping list overall is pretty short, but those key few offensive pieces I think are still out there. Evan, when you, when you talk about offensive pieces, do you think any of the incoming freshmen, the guys in this 2024 class, could be guys that, similar to Malachi Coleman and similar to, similar to Jalen Lloyd, could be getting some playing time by the end of their freshman year? Are there any names that stand out among this current class? Well, you got to do some projecting, right? I mean, you think about a year ago, I don't know that people thought Jalen Lloyd would – do what he did and it took a lot of injuries to sort of pave the way for him to get out there um so you know potentially i think receiver could be another spot where you still have a lot of young guys keelan smith uh, had an awfully impressive year in missouri that's somebody that i think you would have to look at um but you know again we've learned like it's hard especially the way that nebraska wants to play offense for a true freshman receiver to come in and make a big difference right away and so if it's not that position, you kind of feel like tight end is still pretty well spoken for with Thomas Fedoni and Nate Borkercher. Um, that that seems like a hard position for a true freshman to crack. Uh, and like we said, they don't have a running back in the class. So, I mean, Raiola is the obvious candidate at quarterback to be somebody there. But I, I think that kind of speaks to where this program is going is that you don't really see a lot of guys in this class that you point to and say Nebraska needs them right now, and I think that's because they have depth at those spots. You know, I think of offensive line where uh, you know, three or four years ago you're starting guys like Turner Corcoran as a true freshman or Bryce Benhart, Teddy Prohaska, and right now that position's in such a place to where uh, you, you know you can see these guys redshirting, disappearing for a couple of years as they – grow their bodies and that sort of thing before they uh, are able to roll out. So I think just the fact that there aren't a lot of players that you would put out there right away speaks uh, less about maybe the talent that is in this class and more about the health of the program overall. Real quick, Evan, before we say goodbye and thanks for your time today and coverage, of course, with Signing Day 2024, overall, what what's the um, – the the outlook for you moving forward not just spring but beyond what what could this team be next season even with a freshman quarterback that's highly touted paired with the defense what do you think nebraska can do moving forward that's the next big question i mean now that the big fish is in the boat now <laughs> i mean how it becomes like what do you do with him like uh how do you develop him how do you groom him and get him ready whether that's on day one whether that's midway through the season Whatever it might be, I think back to what Rule said earlier this month, which was one of their primary off-season priorities is going to be putting whoever is the quarterback in the best position to succeed, and that 
you know, includes a whole bunch of stuff from uh, how you surround them with talent to the play calls that you put out there, uh, the style of offense that you run, how much you expose them in the running game, all these different things. And so I think that's one of the big missions this offseason is what does the offense look like? How do you put that quarterback in the best position to succeed? And then you pair that with a defense that we saw looked awfully good at times last year. And maybe the one area that they came up short was enforcing takeaways. And so if that defense can take a step uh, in what is becoming a veteran black shirts unit, and you have an offense that's a little bit more uh, set in what it is, that's uh, that avoids risk a little more than it did last year, I think that's a recipe for certainly getting back to a bowl game. Um, and, then, and then beyond that, you don't know. I mean, you're talking about trying to finish in the top 12 nationally to get into the college football playoffs starting next year. And if you can get into that nine or 10 win range, uh, I, I think we're seeing that's when things really start to get interesting. Devin, we'll check in in the new year. Thanks for the time, bud. Merry Christmas, guys.